Welcome back to the Vine Church podcast. Today we continue our studies in 1 Thessalonians, Paul, the Gospel and the Church. If you haven't already, you can find us on YouTube at the Vine Church Heart. We'd love for you to join us over there. Good morning to you. Hi there. Um, welcome to our morning devotional. Uh, hello to Sue and to Dave and to others who might be joining in and watching this morning. Um, now we're continuing our little series in 1 Thessalonians. <laughs> and um, just to first of all read the verses. So 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and starting in verse 2. Uh, we always thank God for all of you mentioning you in our prayers. We continually remember before our God and Father, your work produced by faith, your labour prompted by love and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. So just those two verses. Now, um, yesterday, if you're listening or watching this uh, in January 2021, then I'll let you know that yesterday was officially known as Blue Monday, the third Monday in January. Traditionally, kind of when everybody's at a low point, winter has just kind of dragged on now and um, people have received their credit card bills after Christmas. And it's kind of Blue Monday for people. It's quite tough for people. And then, of course, this year, it's even tougher, of course, with isolation and all the things that we know about associated with uh, the coronavirus. If you're listening to this three years in advance, you look back and you'll remember this time. But it's a tough time. And I mean, yesterday morning, I set out, went out for a little run. And uh, as I was out there, I was kind of, I, I titled my run afterwards on Strava. I put um, uh, having fun. And then underneath, I put picking myself up the, off the floor again. Because we do, we need to pick ourselves up, don't we? We need to find fresh energy regularly. We have to sort of dig in again, find God, meet with God again, because things just get drained from us and we need to lift ourselves up. Even the Apostle Paul needed a, a pick-me-up. Uh, he tells us in chapter three uh, that he was uh, pretty concerned. In chapter three, he talks about in verse five, for this reason, when I could stand it no longer, I sent to find out about your faith. I was afraid in some way that uh, the tempter might have tempted you and our efforts might have been useless. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us just as we also long to see you. Therefore, brothers, in all our distress and persecution, we are encouraged about you because of your faith. For now, we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. Morning, Elaine. Morning, Rachel. Lovely to see you as well. So Paul says there that he was, uh, he, he could stand it no longer. Uh, he was distressed. He was afraid. He was persecuted. The Apostle Paul had those experiences. But of course, he has this huge pick me up. He says, now we really live because I've just heard from Timothy, who has just traveled to me in Corinth from Thessalonia. He's come to me and he's told me that you are standing firm in the Lord. And therefore, I really now I'm really living, says Paul. Remember what's happened here, Paul? 
has gone uh, to Thessalonia. He's planted the first European church in about AD 49. Uh, and then he has been hounded out of this big city. He went to this big city, but had just a short visit of three weeks or a little bit longer, perhaps. He was then torn away from them due to a mob turning on him. He had to flee the city. He traveled on through Macedonia. He crossed the sea down into Corinth. And then about a year later, he hears news that the church in Thessalonica that he had planted in a very short period of time through a short visit is still standing firm in God. And so his heart leaps for joy and his pen leaps into action. And he starts to write this letter to them. And I want to just mention to you today two triplets that we find. Paul likes his triplets. And in this letter, there's lots of little triads, little triplets of ideas that come together. And we'll see some of them as we go through 1 Thessalonians. I want to mention two of them to you today. The first triplet we see is one that we find in the Apostle Paul. Uh, and the second triplet is one that we find produced in the Thessalonians who Paul has ministered to. So the first triplet is found here in verse three, uh, sorry, verse two and three. And the triplet is this remembering, remembering and uh, then it's thanking and then it's praying, remembering, thanking, praying. He says that we continually remember you before our God and Father. He says that we always thank God for all of you. And then he says we mention you in our prayers, remembering, thanking and praying. First of all, Paul remembers them. He, he, when we're absent from people, it's good to remember them. Remember their names, remember their characters, remember their needs, remember the last thing that they told you. Uh, and uh, it isn't wonderful when people do that, isn't it? When they, they come and they say, hey, how's it going? Because you told me something a few weeks ago and you've remembered them. Now, when we're apart from each other, we need to perhaps make an extra effort to remember one another, perhaps to get out a members list and just read through it and remember people, or perhaps to look back over our Christmas cards and remember people, or just stop and think and think about the people that matter in your life or that you, you're aware of and remember these people. And that's what the Apostle Paul does. And then as a result of remembering them, he thanks God for them. He says, we always thank God for all of you. Notice two things there. First of all, he says, we thank God for all of you. Yeah, even the annoying ones. He, he thanks God for every single one of them there in the city of Thessalonica in the church. Now, often we only appreciate people after they've gone. I can think of a wonderful lady called Diane, who we now are remembering and thanking God for. Uh, and, and yet, why not remember and thank God for people here and now? Because, you know, there is treasure in every one of us. There is something precious. There's something beautiful. There's a spark of divine life. God has done things in every one of us. And there, there are beautiful things about every one of us, despite the, the jars of clay that are brittle. Actually, there is treasure within. And so we can thank God for everyone. We can thank God for people. And he says this, we always thank God for all of you. So Paul always begins his prayers 
by thanking God. He doesn't begin with a, sh a long shopping list that causes him to just get depressed. He begins with thankfulness. I think that's a really good thing to do when we come to pray. Don't begin with all your burdens, all your concerns. Before you know it, you'll just be digging a hole for yourself, feeling sorry for yourself, having a pity party. But instead, what Paul does is he begins by thanking God. And that's a great thing. Begin, hallowed be your name. Our Father, thank you, Lord. You're my Father. Hallowed be your name. You're great. You're wonderful. You're merciful. And then you move on. Lord, yeah, give me my daily bread. Lord, help me, you know, but first start with God, start with your focus on God. So let me ask you a question today. Who are you remembering today? Who can you remember this morning? Who can you thank God for today? And who can you pray for today? And that's what Paul does. Let's imitate his great example here. Now, there's another triplet and tomorrow I'm going to unpack it some more, but I'll just mention it briefly to whet your appetites here. This second triplet is found in the Thessalonians and it is faith, hope and love. Faith, hope and love. One of Paul's favourite triplets and triads. We find it in 1 Corinthians 13, of course. We find it elsewhere. But this is the first time that Paul uses this triad. This is his second letter that he ever wrote that we have in the New Testament. And he talks about faith, hope and love. Calvin talks about this as a brief definition of true Christianity. Faith, hope and love. It's a definition of Christianity. And Bengel, an 19th century German uh, writer, says that in these, the whole of Christianity consists. Faith, hope and love. And these two, three qualities are wonderful. And there's so much to them. They're outward looking. Uh, they are productive as well. And we're going to look more at that tomorrow. So please join me if you can at 8.30 or any time afterwards for us to look at these wonderful things of faith, hope and love. But let's pray right now and let's just remember people. Let's think of those we care for and let's thank God for them and let's pray for them. Lord, we do want to remember our friends, our family, our brothers, our sisters, those that we've interacted with in the past. Bring them to our memory, bring them to our minds Help us to reach out to them in thankfulness to you for what you've done in their lives, perhaps in practical ways by speaking to them, contacting them, but also to reach out in prayer for them. We pray right now for all of those in our church family, in our families who we care for. We ask you, oh God, we will ask you that you would sustain and strengthen in on Blue Tuesday, as it were, in the middle of January. We ask you that people would be lifted and picked up because they know that you are good, that you are God, that you are faithful, that you are with us, that you are for us, that you're going to help us today to do everything you've called us to do. So we just commit one another to you in Jesus name. Amen.